Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our BS or Real Talk segment with the NBA Finals. Of course, the Lakers and the Miami Heat, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat are battling tonight in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. So, Jalen and I prepared two questions, which can either be seen as BS or real talk. So, Jalen, you can go first. What's your first question? Um, I kind of got to go out on a limb here and say, look, Ryan, I'm just going to ask and you can just go for it as it may be. BS or real talk? The Miami Heat can get this whole series wrapped up in five games. Slightly BS. Um, I think Miami can definitely do it in seven games. There's a chance that they could do it in six. I don't think there's a chance that they can do it in five. I think the Lakers will definitely put up a much bigger fight than they have in their past series. I think considering that this is the first time that LeBron's been to the finals in six years, ironically with the Miami Heat. Uh, oh no, sorry. This is the first time the Miami Heat have been to the finals since LeBron James left, and now they're facing LeBron James in the finals. So I, I don't think LeBron is going to let this series go easily, considering this is his former team. He's obviously going to go off for some pretty good performances, maybe put up a triple-double here and there. But I think another guy I really have to point to is Anthony Davis. I mean, first NBA finals for him in his career. And it took getting traded from new Orleans to LA to make the finals because he wasn't making the finals in new Orleans. So it's basically now about how do you perform in your first ever finals? And it's, there's, there's a lot of guys on this team that are performing in their first ever finals. Of course, Anthony Davis, you have a guy in uh, Alex Caruso as well. Um, and then you have other guys who have that finals experience. Danny Green, Dwight Howard, LeBron James. How, how is Frank Vogel going to do coaching against Eric Spolstra, who's been to the finals multiple times? So it's just, the, it's just questions like that that, I am, that are really going to determine if the Lakers really do well in the finals against the, the Miami Heat. So my personal pick is, honestly, I have the Miami Heat in seven. But here's why I feel like it could be real talk that they could get this whole thing wrapped up in five games is because throughout this entire playoffs, the Miami Heat have proven that when the other team does not have enough depth, that that they can take them out in a heartbeat. Um, The superstar matchups, I would say pretty much outside of the Indiana Pacers series, the Miami Heat have not had the best player on the floor in any series they've stepped into. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo was clearly the best player in that series. And granted, he was hobbled in game four, but there were three games before that. I think when you look at the Boston series, I think personally, outside of maybe Jimmy Butler, you can probably list off about three or four names off of the, the Boston Celtics roster 
before you name the next Miami Heat player. Now, of course, of course, that kind of changed later down the stretch of that series where guys like Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero really took over. And maybe that would change your outlook on things a little bit. But coming into that series, you would at least name, I'm going to say bare minimum two, max maybe four guys from the Boston Celtics roster before you would name another guy after maybe Jimmy Butler on the Heat. This is another circumstance in which, yeah, you probably won't even name Jimmy Butler until you get past the Laker. I mean, the Lakers duo of LeBron James and AD. But after you say Jimmy Butler, I bet you the next five players are all Heat guys. I promise you that. And that's probably the thing that really makes me feel as though the combination of that type of depth on their team, on top of the fact that what you had mentioned with Eric Spolstra being in that position to have to outcoach Frank Vogel. I think he has the acumen to be able to do so. And he has the team to play within the scheme for it. Um, genuinely, when you have a superstar a duo, mainly on a, on a team like the Lakers do, it's hard to see them go out in five. But we've also seen the, the Miami Heat be scary dominant in a way where we didn't think that the Milwaukee Bucks would go out in five games. But we saw that happen too. Granted, there was a little bit of injury involved, a little bit of protest-based things that also kind of cut into that series. But the Heat were dominating that series before all of that stuff took place. And who's to say that the Heat don't jump down the, uh, the Lakers' throat in game one and get it rolling off the rip? So I I got them going in, in seven, but I don't think it's too crazy to see them kind of jump, at, jump down their throat and pounce early and make a run at it where it makes it rough for the Lakers to have to bounce back in and potentially get knocked out earlier than most people expect if they even expect the Lakers to lose it all. So for my first BS or real talk question, uh, Paul Pierce recently went on NBA countdown and he does not believe that Tyler hero is a bucket. So Jalen, I ask you BS or real talk. Is Tyler Hero a bucket? Big BS, dude. Give me a bucket. Ask, can I ask Tyler Hero, can he sign mine? Shoot, I saw someone on Instagram where he was signing buckets way before he hit the league. I need one of those buckets, dude, because he he's certified. I don't care what anybody says. That 37 points was no fluke. He did it in every aspect of the game. Drive, kick, mid-range, three-point. From the free throw line, he produced at every level of the floor on that on that night and throughout the playoffs really i mean the dude has averaged what at least north of 16 points i'm gonna say bare minimum north of 16 points in these playoffs as a whole and he's a guy who stepped up huge for them in every single series like anybody that wants to ride the coattails of jimmy butler or act as though you know Bam Adebayo is the only other player on this team. Like Tyler Hero is certified. Goran Dragic is another guy who's been pretty disrespected coming into these playoffs, and he's proved us all wrong by averaging 20 points per game in these playoffs as well. So, I mean, yeah, Tyler Hero is a bucket. I'm not sure where Paul Pierce is coming from with that one. As a dude whose nickname is the truth, he's telling a whole lot of lies, bro. So I'm going to call BS certified on that one. I have to agree and say BS because I believe Tyler Hero is definitely a bucket. And like you said, he was signing buckets before he came to the NBA, which makes him a bucket, <laughs> which honestly, it's, it's a, 
it's a, it's a good thing that we're calling him a bucket now because he's a rookie. The fact is that he is putting up 16 points a game in the playoffs, and he's a rookie. And, I mean, he's putting up these great performances, including putting up 37 points against the Celtics. And the fact is that he have taken out two great teams in the Bucks and the Celtics. And Tyler Hero has been one of the constant contributors in those series. And you can't really forget about the fact that, you know, he's playing alongside a guy like Duncan Robinson, who is a lights-out three-point shooter. I feel like, you know, not only just Hero, I think also Duncan Robinson, they're going to really have to step up in the NBA Finals considering you're playing a juggernaut in LeBron James. Like, he is playing arguably his best basketball this year, and it's going to be tough to maybe take him. It's going to be tough to get LeBron James off of his game while he's on the floor. When he's off the floor, I feel like Tyler Hero can really take advantage of the open space on the floor, definitely knock down some shots in the mid-range and on the perimeter. But it's really going to have to take a lot for Tyler Hero to continue these solid performances against the Lakers. Yeah, I think bouncing off of LeBron James, I guess that goes like into my next BS or real talk question. And I've thought about this a lot since we had our conversation um, back when we had the HMO collab. Um, and we had a little bit of a discussion about, I mean, not just the HMO collab, but actually more recently, the Rashad, um, the Rashad um, interview that we had, where we had a conversation about LeBron's legacy going into these NBA finals. If he wins, if he loses, what does it mean? Um, before I give my answer, Ryan, I'll ask you, BS or real talk, LeBron James is in jeopardy of being knocked down to third on Mount, on Mount Rushmore if he loses these finals? Real talk. Um, LeBron, LeBron's legacy is 100% in danger if he loses the NBA finals again. Um, his record would be 3-7. and seven. Even if he won the NBA finals, he would still need to win two more to tie Michael Jordan. And I thought when it was game five against the Denver Nuggets. And if LeBron and the Lakers had lost that series, I feel like it would have been over for his legacy. I don't think there was anything that would recover from his legacy, considering that this is really the only year that the Lakers can really win the championship unless they re-sign Anthony Davis. And I feel like the biggest thing is Eric Spolstra has the advantage of knowing LeBron, coaching LeBron knowing what his strengths are, knowing what his weaknesses are. I don't, I don't know. I think even though LeBron is playing his best basketball, I don't think he's going to be able to get it done this finals. And I'm probably going to be wrong down the line. This may end up being a hot take. But I have to say, LeBron's legacy will take a hit if he does not walk out with his fourth ring. Honestly, don't think your takes as in danger as it might sound. Um, earlier today, the reason why I even came up with this question is because of the fact that earlier today, Stephen A. Smith made a really huge point. You know, we had a conversation with Rashad where I said that I feel as though his legacy is already relatively cemented. But, of course, the idea of losing another finals is always going to be a bit of a blow. But there's a lot of other statistical categories, certain monumental feats that LeBron James has crossed, where you still would, of course, consider him one of the top players in the game 
um, historically. But at the same time, something that Stephen A. Smith said was that with a with a seventh NBA Finals loss on his record, all of a sudden, other guys that are typically not in these conversations as often start to float in there. Guys like Kobe Bryant, who has five out of the seven times that he went to the finals, he was victorious. A guy like Magic Johnson, who somehow gets swept under the rug in all of these conversations, despite his success with five championships himself. Obviously, a guy like Kareem, Abdul- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who typically may get slotted at like maybe number three for most people but is a champion in his own right and did, and did so with more than one team. Um, I genuinely think that, yes, LeBron James will always get the nod for making 10 finals, and that's significantly, you know, stamped, significantly recorded throughout history that LeBron James has been involved in pretty much every finals since we were old enough to really be paying attention close to basketball. And that has, a, that has a lot to do with why the younger generation believes so much in him and believes that he is one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player um, in, the, in, in the NBA and in, in NBA history. Um, but I genuinely think, you know what I mean? The bigger thing is um, maybe Kobe and Shaq didn't take as much of a hit when it happened, but that 2004 Pistons team is remembered for a reason um they're not discussed as much as we would probably prefer we had to have an entire segment in our what if series um about forgotten great teams and they were one of the first ones that came to mind but at the same time they're one of the teams that interrupted a dynastic run and looking at the Miami Heat they have a chance to interrupt what would maybe be considered the start to a dynasty before it even gets rolling by taking away the Lakers first initial chance now having a Anthony Davis on the team to really be able to, you know, get the movement going and bring a championship back to the Lakers franchise. So I think the combination of different things, different players that are usually forgotten in these conversations and thing like things like that are the reason why his legacy actually could take more of a hit than we all anticipate. Because at the end of the day, we believe LeBron James is great. But when you start to put that finals record up against a lot of other players, the amount of times that you went starts to become a little bit weak. I mean, you'll have lost as many finals as Jordan won. You will have lost as many finals as Kobe went to. I mean, there's certain things like that that definitely would start to concern you if you're going to start beating that drum for LeBron James being the greatest player in the in, in the world and, and you know in NBA history. So, I think it's in more jeopardy than most, you know, LeBron activists would want to believe. So, now going to Anthony Davis and it's a transition to my second BS real talk question. BS real talk. Anthony Davis is the best teammate that LeBron has ever had. Yikes. Um Dude, you know what's hilarious? I actually, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days because I've seen the topics come up here and there. And I got to call BS, dude. Look, I understand that AD is a double-double machine. And that has a lot to do with why they've been able to make this run, similar to the Miami Heat, 13-3. and But they did it with way more ease than the Heat did in a tougher conference. Um, But at the same time, 
Dwayne Wade is a different animal, dude. And I think the biggest thing about it is, yes, LeBron James may have not caught, you know, a prime, prime Dwayne Wade. I mean, granted, you know, Dwayne Wade was still that guy, but the knee issue started to kick in and it made things a lot more difficult during the regular season. And it made it where Dwayne Wade had to become more of a, you know, 16, 16 game style player he had to be a guy who could really only show up in the playoffs because of the fact that you know those needs were taking a hit but I still feel like there's a lot to be said about what Dwayne Wade did for LeBron's mentality as a NBA champion at the end of the day LeBron James had to come to Dwayne Wade similar to how AD had to come to LeBron James it's something about having to learn how to win and having to be engraved or enriched by an environment of championship mentality that plays a lot into whether or not you count as a good teammate. You being the greatest Robin in the world doesn't make you a great teammate. What makes you a great teammate is your ability to not only produce, but your ability to also uplift, even if you may not be necessarily in the position to do so. We all know that LeBron James was the best player on that Miami Heat squad. Dwayne Wade knew it so well, he told LeBron James to his face that he needed to step up and be the best player in the world the way he knows he needs to be. And it's things like that that Dwayne Wade did to unlock LeBron James's game that led to those multiple MVPs that we saw, those his transition to becoming a true two-way player. Just the overall championship mindset by LeBron James that I think has really been instilled in him to to a degree that led him to being able to lead as many finals teams as he has. So I still think it's Dwayne Wade. I don't think Anthony Davis winning a championship with LeBron James this year changes that either. I think it just may close the gap in terms of the narrative. But, hey, at the same time, AD is kind of competing with Kyrie too because, I mean, LeBron James won – one championship with him, and we still kind of wonder just what could have been if that could have ran a little bit longer. So, yeah, I, I'm going to call BS only because I still believe that Dwayne Wade has way more, has and has had more influence on LeBron James when they were both on the same team and beyond that. It's been a lasting effect, and I feel like that has way more value than anything AD could be doing right now. I'm calling BS because the simple statement that I made on one of our very first episodes was that Dwayne Wade taught LeBron how to win a championship. If you remember from the primetime players episode, first takes list when first take released the, their primetime players list. I said, the reason why LeBron is not number one was because Dwayne Wade taught him how to talk, how to win a championship. Honestly, I don't think, that statement could even sound more realistic, sound even more true than it already is. I don't think Anthony Davis is even considered in this conversation just because I feel like Dwayne Wade had the assets, Dwayne Wade had the knowledge, Dwayne Wade had the leadership to know how to win a championship, to lead the Miami Heat to win their first championship. If you remember who really won their MVP in 2006, it was Dwayne Wade. And I feel like he, he carried most of the load when the Heat 
went to the finals four straight years between 2011 and 2014. And if you remember, LeBron James was known for not showing up in that 2011 series. So, again, I have to say for that reason and that reason alone, Dwayne Wade is his best teammate. I agree with that. I mean, Ryan, honestly, before we toss it out to close, I think I'm going to do the question of the day today just based off your BS or Real Talk question because I want to ask the audience, guys, leave it in the comments down below. Hit our DMs, text me, whatever the case is. Text us on Instagram. Hit the DMs flat. But I just got to know, who do you guys think is LeBron James's best or greatest teammate? Because honestly, it's been a debate that's been on my mind for the last couple of days now. And although I'm leaning Dwayne Wade and it feels very, you know, set in stone, I want to hear what everybody else has to say because I honestly feel like it's pretty debatable if you get into the nitty gritty of it. So question of the day is, who do you guys believe is LeBron James's greatest teammate? Great question, Ryan. Great question. And on that note, of course, when you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, you rate us five stars. And of course, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.